Today is a very important day in history. It has only happened one other time in my lifetime, and that was with Bill Clinton. No matter what anybody says, he wasn't impeached. And most people don't understand there's a difference between impeachment and the removal. Nixon didn't even make impeachment, let alone the removal. And no president has ever been removed from office. Two others have been impeached, Bill Clinton and Johnson. Not Lyndon Johnson, but Andrew Johnson, the guy who bought Alaska. That seems like a good deal. Why did we impeach him? The history of what is happening today, how it connects to the past, what we can learn from the past to be able to forecast what's coming our way in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. (laughs) When it rains, it pours, they say. And apparently, I've learned in the last few days, when it pours, uh, the floods come. And when the floods come, you better have a frickin' ark. And I'm still looking for my ark right now. Um, The rain is pouring on so many things right now. Uh, We have impeachment uh, that I want to talk to you this hour about. Uh, But but I also want to talk to you um, about some of the other things that are pouring down on us. Virginia is a huge story. Virginia could be a flashpoint. Um, They have accelerated the... I mean, I'm... If I was looking for an arson, I would look no further than Governor Blackface of uh, Virginia um, pouring the accelerant on an already tense situation in Virginia on Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day, and the the cities around Virginia, the people who have attended all these city council meetings and the city councilmen that have been there have all decided that they wanted to go to Virginia on Monday and uh, protest what the the House and the Senate, the local House and Senate for the governor, uh, what they're doing with guns. And this is a huge movement in Virginia. And Antifa has stated that they were going to come. Okay, So they, they start throwing in, we're going to be there, we're going to cause trouble. So what does the governor do? He says, it's a state of emergency... The National Guard needs to come out. There's no guns uh, allowed on any of the government grounds on Monday. Uh, And he blames this on white supremacists. So he's disenfranchising all of the outlying areas, all of the towns that aren't run by the Democrats, uh, and calling everybody a white supremacist. Are there going to be white supremacists that show up? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's not what this group is that has been showing up in city council meetings. They're not white supremacists. They're constitutionalists. And by the way, most white supremacists are Nazis, and Nazis are socialists. So you have two socialist groups. You have Antifa and the National Socialists. And then you have the Constitutionalist, which no one wants to address. I'm sorry, I'm really kind of passionate about this. I'm going to talk to you about that next hour, so don't go anywhere. Now, what happened yesterday with impeachment? Let me spend a few minutes today to tell you what happened yesterday, 
what Nancy Pelosi, the game that Nancy Pelosi was playing and how it fits in history and what happens today at noon Eastern time. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi, after stalling how many weeks, Stu? Three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks. Mm -hmm. After stalling three weeks, she finally decides that she's going to call for a vote for the delivery of the articles of impeachment. Now, she came out yesterday and she said, well, this is really this, you know, I got a lot of heat. I got a lot of heat for waiting. But I'll tell you this right now. Uh, the reason why I waited, because I knew new evidence was going to come out and it was going to change things. And it did. Well, no, it really didn't, because when they finally voted, it came down the same way it did last time. So nobody's mind was changed. There was one Democrat that voted with the Republicans, a Democrat from Minnesota. And then there was the independent. Um, um, what's Amash. his name? Justin Amash mm-hmm. that voted for the articles to be delivered. Other than that, it's the same. Nobody changed their mind. Nobody changed their mind with this new evidence. More importantly, it was going against Nancy Pelosi. But there's a historic reason why she waited, and I'll explain it in just a second. First, let me tell you who she appointed. She did Adam Schiff, you know, head of the House Intelligence, and he was the one who really did all of the investigation. Uh, Then you have uh, Jerry Nadler, who drafted the articles. And what this is, what she announced yesterday, they're called the House Managers. But what they really are is this is the defense team. Okay, this is the Johnny Cochran uh, and uh, and Alan Dershowitz in the House. These are the ones that are going to make the case. All right, because you're going now into a trial phase. And so you need a bunch of attorneys, if you will, and prosecutors that know how to are comfortable in a courtroom setting. Okay, so she also put uh, Zoe Lofgren in from uh, California. Um, and this is her third impeachment. Maybe she's the problem. I mean, she's, yeah. she just keeps showing up everywhere. It's so like the person that shows up and every you know, two days later, there's a terrorist attack. What's right. going on here? I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure really that, uh, they really even understand what's going on when they say this is her, her third impeachment. Nixon was not impeached. There was an impeachment process, though, yes, right? That had but to be it never she, went to a vote. So maybe our third inquiry, inquiry. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and that also tells me that she's been in Congress too long. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you have the th- these two, Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, were were givens, and I think Zoe Lofgren was also a given. Um, then Nancy Pelosi could pick from anybody else in Congress. So she takes Hakeem Jeffries, who's the head of the Democratic caucus. Um, She then takes uh, Val Demings. Now, Val Demings is an interesting pick. Uh, She was a former Orlando police chief. Um, And so you would say, oh, well, she's really she's probably going to be, you know, really good um, because she's a police chief and she knows the courtroom and she's comfortable with all this kind of stuff. She was actually selected, I believe, because she's the one that the Democrats are pushing to be the vice presidential candidate. And so I think they want to give her stage Hmm. space. Um, However, uh, stage space is interesting because uh, there's a recent poll out 
of Democrats. Can you tell me who Adam Schiff is? No, was the most popular answer by (laughs) an overwhelming number. This is not printing with the American people. They're not paying attention to it. Democrats are not paying attention to this. All right, so you have Val Demings. Uh, Then you also have uh, Jason Crow. Uh, He's a uh, former military guy. He's from Colorado. Then you have Sylvia Garcia from Houston. So if you look at this, you have Hakeem Jeffries, Val Demings, Jason Crow, and Sylvia Garcia. What are they doing? She picked this because the last impeachment was 13 white guys. The House sent over 13 white guys. So she's got all kinds of Americans from all kinds of... It's, it's diverse. That's all they were going for was a diverse look and somebody they wanted to put on, on stage. All right. So they took the vote on this. Then they marched over around 5 o'clock last night and said, you know, rap, rap, rapping on your door, Senate, to be able to tell you that we are going to tomorrow deliver the articles of impeachment. So that's what happens today. Last night in what is called the engrossment ceremony, I love that, the engrossment ceremony, Nancy Pelosi finally signed the papers. They went from the House to the, the old House chamber to the rotunda. Then they slowly walked over to the Senate. They gave the message to the House. Today, the trial starts. The trial is uh, something unlike you've ever seen before. If you missed the last one, with uh with clinton you'd have to go you'd have to be really old because the last one after that was in the 1860s and president johnston uh, johnson now johnson is an interesting guy and they say it was all political well isn't that what they said about clinton and isn't that what we're saying about this one you have to remember this is a political process now Johnson was one of our worst presidents ever. He was he was uh he took over uh as the vice president um because uh Lincoln was running on unity and he was actually a democrat and he was a southern democrat. I think he was from Tennessee and he was the only southern senator uh when his state seceded that he didn't resign his office. So he was the only senator to sit and remain from the South. All right. Um, but he does, he didn't necessarily like black people. <laughs> he was in this, he was in that seat and he was called a Southern unionist. Now, when Lincoln put him in, the only time he ever really appeared, he is a Democrat running on a, a unity party with Abraham Lincoln, who's going to now try to knit the fabric back together after the Civil War. And so he chooses him. Hey, look, it's Republicans and Democrats, a northerner and a southerner coming together. Well, he gives this horrible rambling speech before President Lincoln gives his second inaugural address. And it's completely the opposite of what Lincoln was going to say. That's his malice toward none and charity toward all. Let's let's heal the wounds. 
That's not what Johnson is saying. And he gives a speech in the in the Senate, and he it is ugly. The history books will tell you that he secluded himself for the next six weeks. No, he didn't seclude himself. Lincoln told him, go home. I don't want to see you. And so he was it was he was ridiculed for what he did. And then six weeks later, Lincoln dies. And now you have this president who really nobody wanted as president of the United States, except perhaps Southerners. When the Southerners come back together and uh, and they start to knit the Union back together, this is where the real trouble starts. Um, the Southern states, they they are encouraged to have new elections and have them all open. Many of the southern states return the same old white leaders. Uh, and when they did in their towns and in their, their you know, counties and townships and, and state, they passed black codes, which deprived black people of uh, their, their civil liberties. And so they were starting the same thing again. Johnson did not want any protection for blacks. The Republicans in Congress said, uh, no, that's no, no. And so the Republicans passed bills to get it done so you would have protections. Johnston, uh, Johnson, the, the Democratic president now, he's saying no. He tries to stop all of it. He's against the 14th Amendment. This goes on and on, and he is trying to frustrate anything that Lincoln was trying to do and frustrate anything that would actually protect black people. That's when it became political. Yes, I would say it was moral, too, um, that the Republicans put him on trial and tried to impeach him because he was going against what the Civil War was supposed to solve, and that is equal rights. They impeached him. Now, you would think that that would be pretty easy with through today's eyes. He was not removed from office. He only, he only, they were only short one vote. You need 67 to, re, to remove a president. They were short one vote. So he stayed in office. Clinton, same thing, stayed in office. Now, what's going to happen this time? I'll tell you how it begins today at noon in one minute. All right. So today at noon, they're going to do the same thing. The managers are going to take the articles of impeachment and they're all wrapped up in a bow and they're going to look very, very somber as they cross over from the, the house chamber through the old house through uh, the rotunda to the Senate, and they're going to go through the front doors this time. They're going to come knock, knock, knocking on that front door and where they will be met by the sergeant of arms. The sergeant of arms is the guy who actually carries that big staff that he can, you know, wield and club people on the head, I think, if he wants to. Um, and he's the one that is supposed to bring decorum. He's the one, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States is that guy. And he's going to meet them at the door, and they will say, we have a message for the Senate. 
And that's when he's going to turn and say, hear ye, hear ye, which once you hear, hear ye, hear ye, you know you're in a different world. Now it becomes very, very serious and everything is planned from here on out. He will then uh, tell the uh, Senate, he will warn them that the House has a message and it's about a trial for the impeachment of the president. And he will warn them, as long as the Senate is sitting in trial, they cannot speak, quote, on pain of imprisonment. Now, I wish I would have known about that a long time ago. Because if I could just get all of the House and the Senate not to speak on pain of imprisonment, I think we might have a better country. But they can't speak now for the next uh, few weeks. So what happens after the hear ye, hear ye? More in a second. Okay. Welcome to the program. We're so glad that you're here today. Um, we're going to continue with our impeachment talk. Um, we want to give you a quick update on something. Uh, Jeff Fisher, Jeffy, who's been with me for 20 years, um, he's in the hospital. Uh, it's not a heart attack this time. Now it's a gallbladder, uh, and um, he's going to have it removed today. But he, you saw him yesterday, and he's mm-hmm. good? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, he had some other issues, pancreas, liver enzymes, but I think it was all being caused by the gallbladder. Yeah. So it's amazing how gone, those all be, work together. It is. You know, yeah, it's a, it is. anybody who doesn't, anybody who knows the human body and doesn't believe in at least intelligent design, oh, yeah. I don't know how you. It's crazy. I, what are you thinking? How did this come up? We can't do it and we're trying to. <laughs> yeah, just we just put all these things in a box and shook them up and, well, I was a person. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Pat Gray uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear and watch on Blaze TV uh, every morning as he records it live uh, prior to uh, this program. So, Pat, we have the impeachment hearings. Uh, the first thing that's supposed to happen, it was supposed to happen, I guess, at noon today. But now I'm hearing that they're, the Senate is going into session here in about 10 minutes. They're going to vote on... China on the trade bill, uh, and then uh, the House comes over, and they the sergeant of arms says, you know, warning, anybody who talks for the next few weeks, you have to get rid of your cell phone, computer, any electronics. Um, you cannot speak on pain of imprisonment if you're a senator. What? Uh, like inside or outside the chamber? Inside the chamber. Okay. You cannot right. speak. The House is going to <laughs> present their case. They'll have 24 hours, not consecutive. They'll have 24 hours to present their case, and no one can say anything. If you're a senator, you cannot say anything. So after they read the articles of impeachment, then uh, the House summons John Roberts. John Roberts is supposed to come over. Uh, and he's going to be called as the judge. He's the Supreme Court justice. He's the head of the Supreme Court and uh, and a weasel. And he's going to be called in, and he will sit as the judge. The Senate will be the jurors. 
they cannot ask any questions. They can only ask questions in writing, and they pass those to Chief Justice Roberts, who at the end of the presentation will then ask those questions of the House. My impression of Roberts's role in this, though, because he's in a different branch of government, he's not in charge of it. No. He's just like the master of ceremonies. Yeah, he's kind of, of the... He'll gavel it in, Yeah, and but he, he doesn't have the, power in it. He has power like a judge has power to clear the courtroom, to uh, say, you're out of order, take him. I mean, he is in charge of that, but not the process. But he doesn't set rules or any of that. No. That's McConnell. Right. And so what happens is once they present their side of the case, then the House is going to say, do we want, or the House is going to say, we want to call new witnesses. Then the Senate can uh, discuss that. It will be behind closed doors, and then they will vote. And here's the, this is where it gets dicey. If they vote to uh, open up and have the House call new witnesses, the Senate has said, great, if you don't want it based on the evidence that you've already given us, and you want to present new stuff and new witnesses, then we're going to call witnesses too. And so it's a a game of bluff because, quite Mm. honestly, I don't think either side wants this to be opened up all the way, which is tragedy as far as I'm concerned. So if they vote to hear witnesses, you will then hear from the whistleblower as well because the Democrats only need, what is it, four? I'm trying to... let me let's see where it is. I wrote it down. I think uh, four Republicans to vote their way. Yes. It's a 50, That's right. 50, I mean, it's 51, yeah. 49. Mm-hmm. So they need four Republicans to vote their way. And they think they have that in Romney, Collins, mm-hmm. and a couple others. And they will have it. The Republicans will also have it uh, to be able to get the whistleblower and everybody else. And then it really opens up. If it doesn't open up to witnesses, it'll be about two to three weeks. The president, after he is sworn in today, Roberts, he will then Mm -hmm. swear the Senate in and present them with the rules of the Senate that they have to shut their mouths for the next couple of weeks until the trial is over. Then the next thing, the the Senate has to dispatch someone to officially alert the president that he is under trial in the Senate, and then he will present his defense. Remember, we have not had the White House defense attorneys yet. They will get their 24 hours to present their case after the House does. Do you, because you mentioned this a little bit earlier, do you think that the delay reason now uh, is because of what? My Go ahead. Uh, um, here's here's my view on this, mm-hmm. and and I get it just from looking at history. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, for instance, um, Nixon's impeachment hearings were over like July twenty seventh, um, and they they didn't file for the articles of impeachment. What they did was they they politicked internally. And it and pressure started to build with the American people. Mm -hmm. And so on August 5th, 
the Republicans went to the president and said, I think you're going to be impeached. Uh, and he released the final tape, the smoking gun tape, where it showed he did know about all of this stuff and he was involved in Watergate uh, and the cover-up. And so once that tape came out, that came out on August 5th, and then on August 9th, the pressure was too much and he resigned. So I think what she was trying to do was trying to whip up pressure, get the press to whip up the people and get that to introduce some new things. Mm -hmm. Look, there's some new things that are going on. Mm -hmm. So hoping against against all hope that this president would blink and say, I don't I don't want it to go to trial. And he would resign. She was looking for more things to come up because she Mm -hmm. knows how weak it is. Uh, and trying to get people whipped up, so we have to hear from these new these new uh, uh, witnesses. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it definitely, you know, reading some of the stuff that's come out the last couple of days, and probably the biggest part of this is last night's clearly coordinated interview with Lev Parnas on mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow's show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- it does seem like she was maybe trying to align all of these things to hit all at Correct. once. So that when this thing starts, there's Correct. pressure for the witnesses. There's pressure. Exactly right. So she initially maybe wanted to um, see if she could get the things she wanted. When she couldn't get them, this seems to be their almost almost backup plan, right? Like this is how they're going to push the Republicans into doing what they want, which is all this new evidence and these new interviews and these people coming out saying all these bad things about right. Trump. Right. Okay. I mean, at least it makes some sense. Uh, I mean, I can understand why they thought that might work. I don't think it's going to. I will tell you that it's that unless you have a picture of him with a gun, you know, shooting witnesses that would have testified. And even then, I'm not sure. um, But the what what senator is going to say who is who respects the Constitution? Remember, no president has ever been removed. We've had, this is the third impeached. We've had one that was close to impeachment. So this is the fourth time, really, we've gone through any of this. None of them have ever been removed. None. None. Okay. Mm-hmm. The worst one was Johnson, and mm-hmm. he wasn't removed. You're telling me that you're going to remove a sitting president just a few months before the people have their own vote and way to remove a sitting president no way no way unless unless it was something smoking gun you had like literally the picture of him with the gun and there was smoke coming out (laughs) and even that yeah there'd be plenty of people who would still say no Um, i don't don't remember this level of uh scrutiny during the impeachment of of clinton do you i i I mean scrutiny this detail this where every describing every minute of of the process and oh, how yeah. this all works. Oh yeah, you do remember that? Oh yeah, I, I, I we don't. were doing I like we uh, Stu and I were on the air to together it, during it, and absolutely, we paid great attention to every detail. Did you really? Oh yeah, yeah For all I, the way I to. The, I remember talking. I will about, admit, I did not. I remember Red Rehnquist being seated. And we did a whole, uh, uh, at least one break just on the gold braids on his robes. 
Hmm. What the hell are the gold braids for? How come he has gold braids and nobody else has gold braids? And how and wow. nobody else ever has. I was do you remember there the gold I, braid I, I discussion. I do not remember the gold yeah, braid I discussion. <laughs> and it, and it, it turns out he didn't. He just wanted them. Oh, and it's like a, I want something different for my robe. I'm the chief justice. I want something different. So he huh. put gold braids on it. Meant nothing. It was so, just him. Huh. Shorter explanation than I expected. Yeah, he yeah. just wanted them. Yeah, um, you know, because we did three variations of the Glenn Beck talk show before it became the show that it is today. Yeah, because you were still doing music radio, and music. so were, and the, to, yeah. you said you weren't following it that closely. Right. Well, you now were I was doing, doing music, music radio, radio right? Too. I mean, there'd yeah. be no yeah. reason for right. show for the show right. really to follow it all that closely. Plus, I was thirty four years old. I really didn't care at the time. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the iterations of that show was called the Impeachment of Character, mm-hmm. and it was basically mm. nonstop impeachment talk, including like going through all of the testimony and Glenn acting it out. Oh, it was that's great. right. <laughs> It was that actually I remember. really it funny. Was, that I, I wish remember. we had tapes yeah. of that because oh, that would be yeah. worth playing again for people. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, I played all the, I just took the raw testimony mm-hmm. uh, and I acted all of the parts out. You're playing and, like Linda uh, Tripp and yeah. Monica Lewinsky oh, and my Kenneth Starr. That part I do remember. That was happened. tremendous. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 there was never a time in which anyone really believed he was going to get removed from office Clinton. no that's true just like I, now i remember it being it was a little it, it felt was, a little bit more uneasy and i remember one of the big keys of this was joe lieberman, joe lieberman. and i remember glenn who was friendly with joe lieberman and he's a senator from connecticut and uh, still you know, am and still am he's been on the show a bunch of times and you were very much hoping he would be the one guy who would stand up on the democratic side and say look this matters character matters and that would maybe start uh, momentum for this to re- for really right. happen to him be removed right you know Lieberman wound up making a, a pretty a, a speech that was critical but wound up still voting yes. yeah uh, to yes. keep him in office yes yeah if I remember uh, because correctly. he said character does matter but it doesn't rise to the level of impeachment uh, and and this one character does matter but this one's not about character this is not about him lying uh, to the American people under oath it's also not about 11 felonies that he committed like it was with Clinton. Yeah. Uh, it's about, it's about two things that don't, don't rise to the level of impeachment at all. Okay. Quickly for 30 seconds. Can we just take the audio from the house? They just, you empower us. Oh, this is the Senate. Sorry. For your glory. We pray opening with a prayer. Wonderful name. As, as they do every day, by the they way, they said it. No, there's a separation of church and state. Right. Right. You can't you do that. that. You can't do that. I pledge allegiance. Now they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance, which now is not happening in city council meetings because it's so offensive. Uh, and in just a moment, they're going to, I believe, either go right to a vote, which I think they're so supposed to do. They'll go right to a vote on uh, the trade bill and then... And then shortly they will go uh, to the house coming in. Is it true, Glenn, that once they get into this trial, there's basically no other business that can occur? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. They can't like jump Everything out for is... a quick vote on something nope. else. Right. Everything they're is there. They are mm-hmm. being seated. Wait, wait. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Will be Justice uh, Roberts will be brought over to the house. He'll be sworn in. Then his first job is to swear the Senate in. And the senators will be sworn in, and the trial will begin. Uh, real quick, what if we just keep this impeachment going forever so they can't do any more damage? I'm like, all just, we'll just 100% open-ended. for it, 100%. <laughs> 
Pack Ray Unleashed, available on, uh, of course, Blaze TV, Blaze Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Go subscribe right now. Keep Jeffy in your prayers today, by the way. So today, uh, right now, can you just bring up uh, Mitch McConnell? He is falling over themselves to say they did not see impeachment as a long sought political win. Okay, so he's just yammering about the impeachment. (laughs) Uh, The uh, John Roberts is going to be officially brought over at noon. He'll be sworn in. Then, uh, I believe at 2 p.m., he will uh, swear in the Senate. When he when he does that, um, he will uh, administer the oath that for the remainder of the trial, they must swear to administer impartial justice. Uh huh. And then right after that, uh, there will be a summons to President Trump formally informing him of the trial and the trial will begin. And so we will have 24 hours probably over three or four days, and it's not consecutive, 24 hours of the House making their case. Then, something we have not heard, new information. Then the president's team comes in, and he has 24 hours. You're listening to Glenn Beck.